Everybody say love is. Uh, I want to go to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse number 4 through 8. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse number 4 through 8. Uh, very familiar text. You've heard this many times before. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, verse number 4 through 8. Uh, we read this at weddings, um, and it don't really mean nothing. Amen. <laughs> I would give you a, a forewarning about this series. If you think that this series is going to help you to get somebody, you are sadly mistaken. Okay, 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 4 through 8. The Bible says, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Beginning of verse number eight says, love never fails. Back up to verse number seven. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. On this morning, I want to teach from this subject, uh, love is protection. Love is protection. Love is protection. Ladies and gentlemen, love is a word that we so easily throw around without understanding the depth of what love really is. Because I don't think we understand the price of love on the level it costs in order to have it. Love is costly. <laughs> True love is expensive. Because there is an inescapable price to pay to love flawed, damaged, and imperfect people. Real love has a way of pulling out of you things you never thought you would ever have to pay. Can I just talk just for a minute? It will cost you something to love people when they guilty but you apologize. Ain't talking to real people yet. Fake and phony people still here. Let me get them, over, get them on up out of here. It will cost you something to keep loving people when you have to give up the right to be right. I'm speaking Chinese now. It will cost you something to love people that talk more than they listen. It will cost you something to love people that only see things their way. Love costs you something. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, love is costly. And the difficulty that many of us have with love is just because we want love does not mean that we are easy to love. Let me say that one more time. Let me say that one more time because you missed what I just said. The difficulty with many of us is with love is just because we want love does not mean that we are easy to love. 
Sometimes our need for love ignores the work and dedication it takes in order to give it to us. It's hard loving you with the mouth you got. Y'all so, ooh, y'all getting on my nerves this morning. You, you worrying me. You worrying my spirit. You really are. You worrying my spirit. Because some of y'all are sitting here like I'm not talking to you. But, but uh, uh, touch your neighbor and say, be free, be free, be free, be free. It's hard work sometimes loving you with all your baggage. It takes dedication and commitment to love you with all your inconsistencies. I mean, we don't even know who you are from moment to moment. We met one person. Two weeks later, we ran into somebody else. And sometimes we have to ask the question, who are you today? I know married people got to sit there and look straight ahead like I'm not talking about them. But sometimes you look at your spouse and you wonder, who are you today? Single people looking at the married people right now. But I want to tell you, some of you are single because we can't figure out who you are today. You don't believe me? You was a praiser last week. You cried on Wednesday, and now you're sitting with your mouth poked out this morning. We don't know who you are from moment to moment. And that is why, that is why I must have God's love reigning on my life. I don't know about you, because God's love is infinite, limitless, and unfathomable. God's love is eternal, consistent, and unwavering. God's love is sacrificial and sovereignly given. God's love found me in my sin and had mercy on me. God's love found me dead in trespasses and made me alive with Christ. God looked at a broken, fragile, breakable individual like me and put the pieces back together again. God's love took a insignificant, insecure, inconsistent at me and gave me my confidence and my hope back. And if you fail to love me, his love still stands. And if you stop loving me, his love remains. And if I find myself not even loving myself, his love will still prop me up. I need to take a pause for the cause and find out is there anybody in here that found the greatest love of all? Has anybody ran into the love of God? God uses Paul to lay out for us the foundation and fundamentals of what love is in 1 Corinthians 13. Because if you want to see if you really uh, are in love, if you want to see if you're really being loved, or if you want to see if you're really showing love, this is where you need to start. Chapters 12 through 14 in 1 Corinthians, uh, the, Paul deals with the issue of spiritual gifts. It's very funny. Uh, if you read it, you're kind of wondering, like, why did he all of a sudden start talking about love? Because it, it just breaks into the, into the, to the scripture. It's all like well, he's talking about one thing, and all of a sudden he just goes right over to love. And you're like, well, what that got to do with what you just was talking about? Because the problem with the Christians in Corinth is that rather than celebrating one another's gifts, these saints had become prideful concerning their particular gifts and dismissive of other people's gifts. 
And as a result, spiritual gifts have become a divisive issue among the saints in this church that Paul is dealing with. And Paul stops in the midst of his explanation of how to use your gift and how to be one body with many parts. And he stops in verse number 31 and lets and, and he says, let me show you a more excellent way. Everybody say a more excellent way. Paul shows us that our giftedness can never be greater than our love for one another. I knew you wasn't going to say nothing right there. Let me say it one more time. Paul shows us that our giftedness should never be greater than our love for one another. Because you can sing, but if, if, if no love is shown to the people you sing with and the people you sing to, then your gift will never be received on the level God intended it for it to be. I know y'all don't like that. You can preach, but if you have no love for the people you're preaching to, then your message will be in vain. You're sitting there. I'm going to preach this devil up out of here. You can serve at the door. You can hug people as they come in. You can wear the title of a deacon. You can be a teacher in youth ministry. But if your serving is not done in the love for the people you serve, God says in his word, you gain absolutely nothing. How are you going to sing to people you hate? How you going to preach to people you can't stand? How you going to teach the children and hate their parents? Come here, I'm talking to you. How you going to sing on a praise team and can't get along with nobody that you sing with? God is saying you can be gifted, but you better have some love behind your gift. Because <laughs> what I'm discovering is this generation, this church, freedom. I'm talking as a pastor now. This church is a gifted church, but ain't got no love. Can't tell me you got love the way y'all talk about each other. Can't tell me you got love the way that you check in and out so freely. I love my church. Boo, we ain't seen you in forever. Because love is not in what you say. Love is in what you what you do oh god y'all don't like this kind of preaching it's too hard for you i'm gonna preach it anyhow you'll come back in three weeks and be all right uh-huh god is saying that your giftedness cannot outdo your love because what happens watch this what happens when you're gifted but you ain't got no love what happens when you serve but you ain't got no love you're on the ministry but what happens when you're doing all that but you ain't got no love. You ready? Here we go. It's on the screen. Watch this. Because gift without love produces competition. But gift with love produces contribution. Y'all don't like this. Evangelist Janet Jackson said, what have you done for me lately? Ah, oh, come on. You can't sit up here and tell me you love and you're trying to compete with everybody. Because when I love you, I don't have to compete with you. Because when I love you, I'm looking for ways to contribute, con to contribute to making your life better. I look for weakness and I become some strength for you. I look for lack and I go the distance to meet the need. Because when you love someone, you look for ways to contribute to make their life better. I need you to grab the hand of your neighbor for the first time, shake it real good like you're going to shake it off, and say, 
ain't in competition with you. I want to contribute to you. I want to bless your life. I want to lift you up. I want you to go to the next level. When God bless you, I ain't going to be no hater. I'm going to celebrate what God does in your life. I ain't here to compete with you. I ain't here to out-sing you. I ain't here to out-preach you. I ain't here to out-greet you. The devil is a liar. We ain't here to compete. We're here to contribute. And what have you put in lately? See, you can't say you love, but you don't keep the lights on. Because what are you contributing? What are you putting in for people to know that you really do love? So, Paul opens chapter 13 by saying, if you go back and read it, go back and read it. Paul says, if I speak in tongues, watch this, of men and angels. Paul says, if I do all that, he says, watch this, if I have the gift of prophecy, I see the Lord doing something in your life. Paul says, if I can understand all the mysteries of the gospel, if I can have, watch this, faith, that even moves mountains. He says, if you read it, he says, if I give all my possessions to the poor, but I don't have love, he says, it means absolutely nothing, and I gain absolutely nothing. So, by the time he moves to verse number four through eight, which is what we read, Paul lists the characteristics of love by means of 15 verbs. Seven are used to say what love is. Patient, kind, rejoices, protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres. But eight of them says what love is not. It's not envious, boastful, proud, rude, self-seeking, easily angered, record of wrongs, delight in evil. But what I want to do over the next couple few weeks is to look at the phrases of what he says love always does. Bible says that love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So there go my sermon for the rest of this month. What you preaching today? Love always protects. What you preaching next week? Love always trusts. What you preaching the week after that? Love always hopes. What you preaching the last week? Love always perseveres. Today I want to focus on love always protects. King James Version actually puts it a little bit better. King James Version says, love bears all things. And the word bear in the Greek means to cover. Everybody say cover. As a roof covers a house. Built within the etymology of the word is the concept of protection. It gives the illustration of how a roof protects, shields, and guards the people in a house from exposure to the outside influences. It means if I love you, I'll cover you. Mm. I'll shield you because love defends, love guards, and love protects. How you love me, but you was in that conversation while they was talking about me. 
you say you love me, but you put me on blast all the time, calling me out my name in the middle of the mall, flipping out in the parking lot after church. You love me? For real? How can I say I love you and I leave you out in the cold? Can I say I love you and not shield you from elements that will take you out? Because if I love you, I'll protect you by covering you. Touch three people around you and tell them, I need you to cover me. I need you to cover me. So, when I was putting this word together, my issue was getting a little lengthy. Because I went over into a zone where I was going to talk about Hosea and Gomer. And I was going to deal with how Hosea uh, covered Gomer even in the midst of her stuff. I'll deal with that on Wednesday. Chopped it up. But today, I want to talk about, here we go. Let's go. Three types of coverings. Because when it says that love bears or covers all things, there were three uh, um, illustrations that come out of that word cover. There are three types of covering. Before you say you're in love, before you convince yourself you're in love, before they tell you, you they love you, I want to show you what love really is through being covered. Right? Um, the, the, the first the first covering, and y'all know I'm, you know, got to do it my way, right? So, um, the first, come on, where you at now? Where you at? There you go. The first type of covering, come on, let's go, is the covering for trouble. Hmm. Uh, the covering, this is a covering of love that gives refuge in the time of trouble and difficulty. This love says, I'll support and protect you even when life turns on you. This love will give you a covering so that you have a place to go and find safety when you need it. The reason you're in the relationship and still don't feel comfortable in the relationship is because maybe they covering ain't wide enough to cover you. So you taking care of the kids by yourself. And you got to pay the bills by yourself. And you got to handle everything by yourself. But God send me some people that in the time of trouble, their covering is wide enough to stretch out on me so that I'm not out there in the rain by myself. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, 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 because we need shelter when trouble comes. I know you think you got it on your own. I know you think you got it all by yourself. I know you think you got it. But the reality is when trouble comes, anxiety starts to rise. Stress starts to come over you. And you get consumed. And you need a place of safety. So when love bears all things, it means I provide a place of protection to keep you out of harmful influences. Like a roof keeps the water out. See, when it's true love, love does not allow affliction detriment, insult, offense, or indignity come upon the person that they love. So when you want to give up, I give you a space 
that you can come to and get the encouragement that you need. God help me. Ah, when you want to fall apart, I, I give you a space that, watch this, that when you would fall apart in public, now I pull you so that you're here and you can fall apart in private. Is there anybody in here that's glad that you got some people in your life that when you want to fall apart, they can come right along and say, uh-uh, don't you do that. Delete that message. Don't you put that out there on social media. Keep your mouth closed. Come on back here because I'm going to hide you just for a minute so you can fall apart. I just don't know this is going to work out like this. I know it's going to be all right. God going to make a way. Oh, okay. I feel a little bit better. All right. Now you can go because I need to provide a place. If I love you, I'm going to protect you. love will help you to get through the difficulties of life. Love will give you refuge from your trials. That's what the love of God does for us. You don't believe me? Come on, Psalms 27, verse number 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. So when I should be falling apart, I got a God that provides a place for me to hide myself. Can I tell you why the enemy couldn't take you out in 2016, in 2017, in 2018, and here you are in 2019? Because you've been here, honey. When the devil came after you and tried to take you out, ah, oh, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Can I get somebody in here that say that's why I'm still in my right mind. That's why I still got joy because I've been hid. I've been hid. I've been hid. I've been hid. So I was putting this together and the Lord said this to me. I don't know who this is for. The reason why you feel like, watch this, that you've been in a holding pattern and you haven't gone anywhere it ain't because you ain't going nowhere. It's just because you hid. Because God knows that if he let you get out into certain things and into certain places, that stuff would take you out. I'm tired of being single. You don't know the devil that the enemy is going to send your way that's trying to take you out and get you wrapped up in a relationship that's going to have you bound up for years and you're going to be hurting and crying over it. The devil is a lie. God says, I'd rather hide you from what the enemy is trying to throw at you and they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Is there anybody in here that can say, I thank God I'm here. Honey, I might want somebody, but I thank God I'm here. I might want to have a lot of friends, but I thank God I'm here. <laughs> so somebody around you say, I'm here. Watch this. Watch this. So, Lamentations 3, verse number 22 through 23. Because of the Lord's great love. Somebody say love. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. See, love, watch this, allows you not to be consumed by the drama, the trial, the issues in your life. Let me put it like this. I ain't married, but I, I remember when I was growing up, my grandmother lived with us. My grandmother was a saint. She could do no wrong. 
Anybody had a grandma that was a saint as well? I know she wasn't perfect, but, you know, she was a saint. And I remember that I used to get so riled up about different stuff. And all it took from Grandma, Mamie Lee Robinson, is Mamie Lee Robinson would say, baby, it's going to be all right. (laughs) Now, she bedridden. Can't even get up out the bed. But just a touch and a word was all that it took to calm everything down. Was it because of the words? No. It was because of the love that was behind the words that it calmed all my fears and soothed all my doubts. And God is saying, if you're going to love somebody, you got to learn how to have the touch in a word. Because you know what the problem is? We in relationships with people that cause more anxiety than they should be causing peace. I don't want to be with somebody that get me all around. Girl, what you going to do? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do something about it. No, shut up. Give me somebody that can say, you need to calm yourself down. God got more for you. You need to stop all that negativity. You need to shut your mouth. Girl, I'll fight with you, but we're going to fight in prayer first. See, you ain't got them kind of members. You ain't got them kind of friends in your life. You need some people that got a word and a touch that can soothe your doubts and calm your fears. Okay. All right. He says, that is why great is your faithfulness. See, when you can stick in there, when trouble comes, great is your faithfulness. I, the older I get, realizing that it's not necessarily about the gifts that somebody give. It's the faithfulness. Ain't nothing like a loyal friend. Ain't nothing like somebody that can be there with you through the thick and thin. Okay. I know you got girlfriends that you can go on a girl trip with. But if you move beyond all that, do you really have somebody that can help you in the time of trouble? Or when you start going through, all of a sudden they're sending you the voicemail. Because I've discovered some people are only with you through the good times, but they don't want to deal with the bad times that come with you. Oh, but God sent me some people in 2019 that could stick with me through the thick and through the thin. Is there anybody in here that could give God a little bit of praise that can declare, I ain't got time to be fooled up with fair weather friends. I'm coming to that in a minute. I got to have some people that we can take a licking and keep on ticking. I got to have some people we can fall out, have a fight, and still come back together and say, you make me sick. Yeah, well, you make me sick too, but we in this together. I wish I had some people, some married people need to say amen right there because they're going to get on your last nerve. They're going to say some stuff that's going to hurt your feelings and you can look at each other and say, you get on my nerves. Yeah, you get on my nerves. But the devil is a liar. We in this to the long haul. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You don't believe me. Okay. Um, I remember one time years ago, my, my parents, my parents, I hope they'll never hear this. My parents, my parents were fighting in the house one time. They were going at it, just fussing, fussing, cussing, going at it. And my, my mom said, I'm sick of this. I'm leaving. 
go in the room, pull out a suitcase, and start packing up clothes. My dad says, I'm sick of this too. I'm leaving. <laughs> he packed up his clothes. So my mom's sitting there looking at him like, I want to ask you this question, but I'm mad at you, and my pride is getting in the way. But I'm going to ask you this anyway. She said, where you going? <laughs> my dad said to her, with you. Because there's some things that we're going to just go through that we just got to persevere through and we got to stick in there together no matter what. Is there anybody in here that say, I want some friends that can shelter me in the time of trouble. I want to have a relationship that when I'm in trouble, I can go somewhere and hide myself. So when I come back, you didn't even know I had trouble going on in my life. First covering was for what? All right. So the second covering, I did these things too good. I can't see this. All right, what a little black man. There we go. Oh, God. And you just going to sit there? <laughs> Help the bear. You got it? Now push it. You ain't got it? Push. I'm trying to get these people out of here. Maisha already owned me, so I'm going too long. All right. Why he getting that together? The next covering is the covering for seasons. Love bears all things, covers all things, protects all things. What is what is always protects? What does that mean? Watch this. It means that I cover you during the times of the seasons you got to go through. I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this. The problem why friendships don't last, relationships don't last, marriages don't last, we prepare for the moment, not for the season. So we will spend all this money on weddings, but not be concerned about anything that happens beyond the wedding dates. Never realizing that you're going to go through some seasons, and seasons change. Seasons change. So you ready for this? Here's a season of relationship. The first season of relationship is spring. Everything is new. Everything is fresh. I'm discovering everything about you. I over compliment you on stuff. <laughs> I, 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 I look at stuff that would usually get on my nerves and I find it cute all of a sudden. <laughs> I learn your little quirks. I learn your little, your little things, little, little things that just, just all of a sudden get me. It's just, oh, that's just so wonderful. It's so great. Everybody say spring. spring. But then summer comes. Yeah. Watch this. And some, summer intensifies, gets hot. 
Ready for this? You start burning with passion. And all of a sudden, you're just so deeply in love, aren't you? It's the <laughs> summer of the month. It's the summer of it. We just having a good time. It's the summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. <laughs> See how that made you feel? You just feel all great about the person. Yeah, they teeth crooked, but that's, you know. I, I know they can't dress, but you know. Never realizing that autumn is coming. And, and when autumn comes, things start changing. Now all of a sudden, stuff get on your nerves. Now all of a sudden, you're looking at them and saying, I thought it was cute for a minute, but it ain't cute no more. I thought everything was wonderful. And we don't prepare ourselves for the season of sanctification. You ready for this? You do it in church. Why can't the church be like it used to be? When I joined this church, that's how I need to be all over again. I don't, I don't want you to change. Can I, here's the revelation. Love is proven in the ability of stickability in the midst of a person changing. Because if I don't allow you to change, that means now I'm trying to control you. Everybody in every relationship is going to change. You know what you say in the autumn? The person I met, that ain't who I see no more. I hope not. Because if you're not growing, that means you're not healthy. Y'all missed what I just said right there. See, we don't like when seasons change in relationships. And God is saying, if you're going to bear, always bear. If you're going to bear all things, that means you got to be ready for the season to change on you. And you still got to stick with them no matter what. Amen. See, we want fair weather friendships. We want friendships. We want relationships. We want people where we have a good time all the time. But the best relationships you ever had are people you fell out with and had to get back together again. The best friendships you ever had were people where you didn't see eye to eye, but you're stuck in there no matter what. Because I value the covenant we made with each other over my need to be right. I, I value the fact that I love you so much that I'm looking beyond your flaws and I'm looking beyond your issues and I'm looking beyond your problems and I'm saying I'm going to stick in there. And here's the problem. Watch this. Autumn turns into winter. Touch your neighbor and say, winter is coming. Winter comes in every relationship. Ooh, I got so many newlyweds in here. And I want to grab you real good and just shake you and say, winter is coming, honey. You think it's there now? You are fooling yourself. Winter is coming. I am coming as a prophet of the most high God to announce to you that winter is coming. I need every married person in here to hear your pastor real good. Winter 
Can I get some people that's been married for some years, that got some years under their belt to tell somebody, winter will show enough sneak up on you, and you don't even know when it happens, and you looking like, what just happened in this relationship? You looking at them like, well, wh well who is this? What is going on? I didn't sign up for all this. I didn't walk down this aisle for all this. But honey, winter is coming after a while, and you got to be able to throw a coat on and keep it moving, even in the midst of winter coming in the relationship because if you I don't need a relationship for the moment I need a relationship that can last through every season because there's some people in here that can tell you if you weather the winter after a while springtime comes back again and everything looks new again is there anybody in here that say I thank God that God is teaching me how to hold on through every season Watch this. Watch this. Um, um, the problem is, the problem is um, that we don't understand that harvest comes with seasons changing. It's not until you weather the season changing that you can reap the harvest. You don't believe me? Do no evil in well-doing. For in due what was I just talking about? You're going to reap if you faint not. Come on, I got to preach this last little part. God told me to tell somebody, you getting ready to reap because you held on. God, help me. You getting ready to reap a harvest because you held on through the fire and through the flood, through the pain and through the tears. I came to announce to somebody, you getting ready to step over into your harvest time because you done sown in tears, but you getting ready to reap in joy. I need somebody in here that say, all my relationships getting ready to prosper. All my relationships going to have a harvest. All my relationships, I'm going reap from it because I've sown and God is going to give me a harvest. Don't give up. 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 Talking to some married people in here. Don't give, don't give up. Talking to some friendships in here. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on hanging in there. If it ain't immoral, and it ain't illegal, hold on in there. I know they get on your nerves. Hold on in there. Because God going to bless you. He's going to bless you. Here's the problem with our relationships. We get stuck on feelings and never step over into a knowing. <laughs> See, I might not like you, but I know that you're coming home to me every night. I wish I had somebody right there. See, I might, you might be working my nerves like there's no tomorrow, but I know when you open your mouth, you're telling me the truth. Come on, you ain't lying to me. Oh, God say, hold on just a little while longer because after a while, I'm going to refine them in the refiner's fire and I'm going to get all that stuff up off of them and what you thought you couldn't take, you'll be able to handle it and they'll be trying to get on your nerves and you'll be looking at them just laughing and just looking at them saying, I don't even know why you're trying that. It don't even bother me no more. And all of a sudden, they got to change their behavior. Why? Because you hold, held on in there and did not give up. Right? You couldn't get this open. Nobody can get this open. Watch this. I got the last one. No, uh-uh. I need you to get that one. I'm good up here. 
first covering is what? The second covering is what? Here's, here's the last. Here's the last one that I want to give you. All right. Can I open all these up? Today? I think Mars, Marcus got a spirit on him. That's <laughs> The last covering is exposure. Watch this. When I looked at the word, bear all things, it gave trouble, it gave seedless. But the last definition of that word was exposure. Pastor, why is this one so much larger than the other ones? Because this one got to cover more. If I bear all things, watch this. That word means I want exposure. Now, this is hard for this generation because we put everything out there. We put everything out there. We want everybody in our business, and then we get mad because everybody in our business. Um, God is saying that if you're going to bear all things, you got to learn how not to expose people that you love because people you love, you will never expose. I'm going to give you a space that you can come and hide yourself up under it so that you don't have to expose yourself. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm going to give you a space that you don't have to expose yourself in front of the wrong people. I'm going to give you a space where you can be naked and not ashamed. See, we ain't at this level of love. We ain't at this level of love. Because I let you reveal yourself with things that other people can't handle. So I conceal how you can be sometimes. I don't put you on blast because you went off on me just one good time. I don't, I don't get on social media and throw little subliminal messages as if nobody know who you talking about. Because I'm not going to expose you. I'm going to let you hide yourself up under it. And when other people want to see your flaws, can I tell you something? This is why it is so difficult for me to open up. I'm just talking about me. For me to open up to have friends. Because as a pastor, I have more of a responsibility to have, uh, to have a walk that is not detouring of other souls. So there's certain things I just can't do, certain places I can't go, certain people I can't be around, you know. God bless you, keep it moving, okay? I can only be friends with you if I can expose myself and you not tell what you saw. Can I show you this issue and you not expose it. You ready? Here we go. Or can I expose this issue to you and you not use what I told you against me? Because this is the next level of love that God wants you to be in that you can be naked and not ashamed and you be all right. Okay, watch this. Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Come on. Is there a scripture there? Yes. Um, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Watch this. 
The problem with that scripture is that we have taught it that God covers a multitude of sins, which he does. But we miss the first part of the scripture. Above all, love each other deeply. Because the only way that you can expose yourself and I still love you in spite of what you're doing is that I have to love you on a deeper level. I got to love you beyond your shape. I got to love you beyond what you look like on the outside. I got to love you beyond how much money is in your bank account. I got to love you beyond the influences and connections that you got. I got to love the nasty, the rude, the inconsiderate, the saying the crass stuff sometimes. I got to love you on a level that even if you do it, I still love you. God, help me right there. Help me right there. And the problem with the saints in the church is that we love people as long as they don't piss us off. The problem why we don't stay married, because I only love you beyond what you do for me. And when you don't do anything else for me, then I expose you. I wasn't going to say nothing, but. I mean, I ain't talking bad about them, but I'm just talking truth. Because I've learned everybody can't handle everything. But if I love you, expose you. I love you, baby. Don't come here. Your hair's on the front row, so I need you. If you leave them standing, leave them not an issue and a struggle, then I put him under the tent of exposure so that Abram can be free. Watch this. And when Jennifer, stand up, Jennifer, is trying to investigate what's wrong with Abram and what's going on with him, come at him. I stand in between. Because if I say I love somebody, you can't talk about them to me and think that it's going to be okay. God, help me right through here. God is saying, you got to get in between so that people can expose themselves. Watch this. And Abram back there still exposed, naked, raw. You got yourself together? No, he ain't got himself together. No, you got to stay right there. You got to stay at bay. Yeah, watch this. I, I know you're trying to get at him. But I'm going to stand in between because I'm not going to let you get to me. Ooh, I need you to touch somebody around to tell them I ain't going to let the enemy get to you. I ain't going to let the enemy get to you. I am going to make sure I cover you and protect you and make sure that the devil that's trying to come after you can't get to you. Oh, God, I wish I had some people that realize I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to seek God on your behalf. And then when you're struggling, I'm going to turn my plate down, not just so I get my breakthrough, but because you need to get your breakthrough as well. And when the enemy is trying to come after you, I'm going to stand in the gap and I'm going to make sure that he can't get you. How is it? Now nah, you ain't going to be talking about him. Now nah, you ain't going to get next to him right now. The devil is a liar. And can I tell you something? Some people you fell out with. Stay right there. Some people you fell out with because they were trying to get in between you and the danger they saw coming after you. You just don't want me to be happy. You just don't want me to have nobody. No, nut. I saw a devil that was coming after you. And if I sat there and kept my mouth closed, that devil would have taken you out. But I had to make sure that I got in between the two. I had to make sure that I didn't expose you. Oh, y'all don't like this? 
trouble? Are they covering you in the season praises? Are they covering you for you when you're in soul work trouble? I mean, that's deeper than sex. That's deeper than how they make you feel in the moment. They sent me a rose, honey. Get yourself together. You ain't got nothing deeper than that. God is saying, don't you know your soul is on the line? Don't you know you worth more than that? Get you somebody that know how to cover you. So you want me to go there? Thank y'all. Here we go. Covering means, come here, man. Covering means I go, go to work. Covering means I pay some bills that are up in here. Covering means I ain't going to let nobody talk about my wife. Y'all don't like this right through here. Come on, let's have a good talk. Covering means I'm going to make sure that when she about to fall apart, I hide her so that she could fall apart in my arms, but never in your view. God help me. Covering means I know how to pick you up in prayer when you're going through what you're going through. Covering means I know how to call you for no reason and don't want nothing. Covering means I know how to sit you down and let you spill all your guts out about everything that happened at work. And I don't know none of these people you're talking about, but go ahead and get it all out because I want to make sure that you're covered in your mind. Because when I need you to take care of Big Daddy, I need you to be able to take care of me. Is there anybody in here that say, I want to be covered? Men cover. Men cover. Men cover. Put down that video game and cover. Stop running everywhere outside your house and cover your own house. Men cover. Can you pray for him even after he made you mad? Do you know how to lay hands on him and let him know everything's going to be all right? Watch this. Because he get beat up every single day he walk out that house. And he don't want to come in the house to get beat up more by you. Pastor, you don't know what I'm dealing with. I get all that. I understand all that. But learn how to build them up. And then turn right back around and say, okay, but now what you did. Because <laughs> women cover. Wives cover. Wives cover their children. They cover their family. They don't just stick their children in front of a TV. Or put an iPad in their hand. And you never come back and see what they looking at. They cover. You know why? Because the devil is after your children. 
A devil is after your marriage. A devil is after your family. The devil is after your mind. And if you don't learn how to cover this stuff, watch this. He going to come in and take you out. But is there anybody in here that say, I'm getting ready to cover everything that's attached to me. If you my friend, I'm going to cover you. If you my family, I'm going to cover you. If you my husband, my wife, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to make sure that I cover everything that's connected to me. I need you to grab your neighbor hand for the last time, shake it real good, and say, we about to be covered this year. Ain't no devil finna take you out. Ain't no enemy finna take you over. The devil is a liar. We gonna be covered by the blood of the lamb. We gonna be covered by the blood of the lamb. Ain't no devil gonna stop you this year. Ain't no enemy gonna block you this year. Ain't no enemy gonna tear up your family. The devil is a liar. We gonna make sure that it's covered. Is there anybody in here that say, my house is covered. My children are covered. My family is covered. My church is covered. My pastor is covered. I'm covering everything that's attached to me. Everybody lift your hands and tell the Lord, cover, 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 cover. Come on. I need you to call it out. Cover my family. Cover my children. Cover my wife. Come on. I need you to I need you to call it out right now. Right now. Cover, cover, cover. Cover my child, God. Cover my child. Cover my child. Cover my children, God. Cover my family. Cover, cover, cover right now in the name of Jesus. No weapon that's formed against us shall be able to prosper. No weapon that's formed against us shall be able to prosper. We're not going to end this thing in divorce. We're not going to the divorce court. We're not going to go to the lawyer. We're going to make sure that God cover both of us. He's going to cover our minds. He's going to cover our emotions. He's going to cover our responses. He's going to cover what we say to each other. I want everything to be covered. I need my church to be covered. I need to make sure that everything that my church is doing is covered. I need to make sure that my family is covered. I need to make sure that everybody attached to me that got my last name ain't going to hell. Everything is covered. I need somebody in here to say, my whole house, my child covered. Your child could be in another state right now, but I dare to say, my child is covered. My family is covered. I need somebody to say, I'm covered. I'm done. Everybody on your feet. Everybody on your feet. I'm done. We got to be covered. We say we love, we got to cover. We say we love, we got to cover. Can I tell you something? Hear this, because I got a lot of teens in here right now. Parents, you got to cover your children in such a way they can come to you and tell you the most outlandish stuff. Stuff that will make you shake in your boots. But when they know they covered, they can come to you and unveil all that. And I'll cover you in prayer. I'm not going to fuss you out every single time you try to tell me something. I'm going to listen. Because I want to make sure you're covered. I want to make sure that everywhere the enemy is trying to get in, I block it off every single time. So I cover right now. Grab the hand of your neighbor and we're going to pray. Father, we thank you now for this word. Thank you for showing us that love means protection. So God, we will not use our words, our actions, our deeds to leave anybody unprotected. God, we pray right now that everybody that's attached to us, that we love, 
We pray protection over them right now in the name of Jesus. Our children, our family, our spouses, our mother, our father, our sister, our brother. God, we pray protection on them right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, you should have never let me get to church today. Because something was ignited in me. A warrior spirit was ignited in me to fight for what is, what, what is connected to me. I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to fight for my marriage. I'm going to fight for my children. I'm going to fight for my sanity. I'm going to fight for my church. I'm going to fight because I'm not going to allow the enemy to come in. I want everybody in this room to take a moment and pray protection and covering over your neighbor's hand right now. I need you to pray over them right now. Protection over their mind. Protection over their emotions. Come on, just pray over them right now. They will not fail in 2019. They will not fall apart in 2019. I pray a hedge of protection over them right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. God has given you authority. I pray protection over them right now. And God, I thank you for protecting them. Cover them now, God. And every time they feel like they're about to fall apart, I'm holding their hand as a symbol that somebody got you. That I will not let you go. I will not let you go. You are not in this fight by yourself. But you got a place that you can come under the covering. So we thank you now God. And we bless you. In Jesus mighty name. Keep those eyes closed. Keep those heads bowed. I want you to let go of your neighbor's hand. You don't know Jesus for yourself, or you're unsure of your salvation. You never confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. This is your moment, your opportunity to surrender your life to the Lord. This is the greatest covering you can ever have. When your sins are forgiven, when you have fellowship with God, that's the greatest covering you can have in your life. So my brother, my sister, if you know you're not saved, you're unsure of your salvation, I'm going to count to three. I want you to lift your hand saying, Pastor, I want to surrender my heart to the Lord. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's paying attention to you. This is between you and God right now. Secondly, if you need a church home, there's no greater place than right here at Freedom. A place you can grow and mature in God. A place that you can come up under a covering that will pray for you, that will lift you up. So my brother, my sister, for any, any of those reasons, if you give, give your life to the Lord or you are joining this church, I'm going to count to three and I want you to lift your hand saying, Pastor, it's me. It's time for me to come under the covering. Come on, let's think about it. One, God loves you. Two, step into your new season today. Come on, let's do this. Surrender your heart to the Lord or to join this church. I want you to lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand if I'm talking to you. Lift your hand if I'm talking to you. I don't want to leave anybody behind. Lift your hand if I'm talking to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. All right, heads up, eyes open. Come on, let's clap our hands for the word on today. <laughs> Hallelujah.